0: And we're back with another episode of the Anarchist Experience, episode 116, coming at you. As always, I am your host, Mr. Rich E. Rich, along with... MC. And since we still do the show live, uh, if you saw that post on Facebook, you know you can call us in. Uh, The numbers are 303-335-9527 or 303-835-1301. That's three zero three 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 five ninety five twenty seven or three zero three eight three five thirteen zero one. It's been a couple of weeks. What's been going on with you, MC? Oh, not
1: a whole lot. I was hoping you had some stories to tell.
0: Uh, well, I've got, I've got the regular news prep, but nothing, nothing jumping out at you. You don't want to, you don't want to really. this thing up a little bit, or?
1: I mean, I I always want to plug Monero because I think it's awesome, and uh, I want it to make me rich. So. Um I'm gonna say Monero's awesome. Um and, and then, make MC rich. And and then uh <laughs> and make rich rich. No. Um Yes. So Ethereum's still taking off and I hate Ethereum and I try to short it and I gamble and I and I lose money doing that. <laughs> uh, and it just keeps it just keeps going up and surprising me. I'm like um there are extra dangers involved in Ethereum because it's Ethereum is the the, the decentralized computer that everything is going to run on right and um allegedly and so if certain apps get really popular and then one of them tanks and then it you know spooks the market and everybody sells and you know could drop the market or whatever and that, i don't know it's just it's just really weird to have something that is a digital currency but it's also doing other weird stuff um so yeah so i guess can't fight it. it is going up buy it <laughs> get it all and uh and uh yeah but there's i guess my advice on the whole cryptocurrency thing right now is um you know pe- people are some people real famous people are saying oh it's it's a bubble and and it's true it is a bubble um you don't find out what things are really worth uh, in a bull market because in a bull market everybody's a winner um, so that's the direction it's going everything's going up and uh you know eventually uh, it might even be a year or five years from now before it crashes but um uh eventually it'll crash and it's gonna you know wipe fifty percent you know probably ninety percent of people out because um that's what happens um in any type of trading environment um ninety percent of people lose money and that's just it seems it seems to be uh an accurate uh portrayal of what's going to happen in in the cryptocurrency universe too. Um but right now it's it's on its, it the bubble is blowing up and eventually it'll pop and it'll come down. It might not come down to, you know, its lowest levels ever, but um but it will happen. So, um so yeah, have fun with it. Buy it now, the bubble's blowing up and uh just get out and be happy with whatever you get. Uh yeah. Any trade where you make money is a good one. So when you get out, don't don't uh, don't regret it. Have some fun with it.
0: It it reminds me of network marketing a little bit, and I'm I'm gonna clarify that. So give me a second. Like I have a lot of friends who do network marketing, um, mm-hmm. and I've I've dipped my toe in it uh, with a different strategy than they would have ployed, but I understand the general idea behind it. And I'm not here to like sell anything or. or plug network marketing but here's what i want to say in my personal opinion network marketing is kind of like bubblish as well right there's sure. when when a new when a new network marketing comes to fruition the people that get in early make the most money and then eventually you get to it where it's like you know if, if you're good enough in it it's like amway Where, yeah, they still sell products and people still use it, but there's, you know, Amway's not making any new millionaires on a regular basis, right? Like that happened, you know, decades ago and now it's kind of like settled in, you know, the the bubble popped and it's, it's where it should be relation to the market. And so I've always, my general position on that, and it's similar to what you're saying uh, about uh, crypto in general, is that you got to get in early on that bubble and then ride it and then hopefully get out before it pops and ideally right before it pops right like as at its peak and so so i have uh friends who do network marketing and they they jump from like company to company to company you know and they they always try to take their whole downline with them right it's Mm -hmm. like all right i'm (laughs) i'm 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 moving companies you guys all come with me now you followed me once follow me again right yeah and, and to me, that's like, that's an appropriate strategy for that, right? You want to, you right. want to find the next big thing, get in on it early, make a ton of money and then get out, you know, before it settles in and before you know, everyone falls out and then get in on the next big thing. And you got to keep hopping and doing that. So when it comes to uh, crypto and Bitcoin, it's like, okay, it's sure it's a bubble, right? And there's a ton of money to be made now, uh, while, the, you know, while the, the bubble and the balloon is inflating and then just be on the lookout for the next big thing if and when it does come along at the end of that cycle right like what's what's going to be the investment to make uh at the end of at the end of the bitcoin investment cycle um and not that bitcoin's going to go away right we I, I don't think you're suggesting that bitcoin is going to no. just crash and disappear but it's going to settle in and you know i'm i'm reluctantly going to use the word stabilize uh at some at some Point where it's just hopefully currency, and the prices are set, and they are what they are, and and there's no investment left, but there's still use for it.
1: Right. I I think there's always going to be use for blockchain and all that stuff, um, and there's definitely going to be tons and tons of money to be made on all the the small bubbles coming up along the way. But um, I'm just saying for the for the short term right now, there there is. A bull market in cryptocurrencies, and so, and that's that's the dangerous part about it. It's it's not like, well, yeah, I guess I should say it is. It is much like the the stock market bubble we're in right now. That that I mean, I don't know how you can deny that the stock market is in a bubble, and I don't know what's going to cause that to collapse. It, is the the Bitcoin bubble going to be? the the pinprick that that takes down the stock market when you know so when when you know just like the dot-com bubble when it burst uh took down the entire stock market and and the the housing crisis you know when that when that came down it affected the entire stock market so i think you know i think it's very possible that you know bitcoin could get up to like thirty thousand forty thousand dollars and then you know that that you know what goes up comes down so um when, when that bubble pops, um, uh, you know, I think it, I think it might reverberate through, through everything. And, uh, uh, yeah. So diversify, get some cash. Like I said, have some fun with your profit and, uh, uh, yeah, I have lots of advice, but uh.
0: invest in an agorist business. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's, I, I guess we could get into that if you want. Like so
0: Oh, up to you. I I was just throwing like, that out there.
1: Well, I I was just going to say like uh economy and, and and crashes and stuff. Um the the biggest problem like the the government wants to solve uh instability for some reason. They 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 view instability as a problem they need to fix, right? So they want prices to stay the same and and or or at least always going up, like they don't want prices to go down for some reason, um so in a crash, as long as the government stays out of the way, then producers can simply lower prices and they will still be able to stay in business um, and people will still be able to buy from them and all on all the rest, but you know in in the past they they tried to the government wants to keep prices high because they think high prices are a symbol of a good economy and so that's how they're gonna get elected is by uh, keep everything moving up so they want to print 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 and and you know inflate the currency and inflate prices forever and that's the only thing they can come up with so um, so yeah starting an agris business or starting a business that you can do with without the influence of the government is is the best thing for a, a downturn because those are going to be the people that are going to be supplying things at low enough prices that other people can afford.
0: True. I guess my point for saying that was more I know people and you know to to a certain extent myself included right where we go man I don't I really don't want to be you know working for somebody else right like that's not the ideal however i don't have the investment money to like start my own thing or the risk is too great or whatever right and if if you can make a little bit of money uh you know trading cryptocurrency and you know like you said enjoy your profits right even if it's not a huge profit like you know you're not going to retire off of it necessarily. Uh, What you can do is go like, wow, I just made like, that's a whole bunch of, you know, quote unquote free money that I made just for, you know, getting in when I did in crypto. Right. But now I have the freedom and the liberty to do what I really want with my life. And that's, you know, start my ice cream shop, you know, or whatever it happens to be. Right. You know, uh, and use that money in that respect. And for me, I say, you know, start an agorist business. Well, because like, you know, I like the, I like the ideals of agorism, right? Start your ice cream shop out of your backyard, you know, and uh, buy the ice cream truck and just go down the street and and you don't need the license. You don't need the government's permission. Just provide a valuable service or product to people willing to pay for it. Uh, And if you can get that off the ground, uh, you know, by, by using your, uh, gains from crypto, then yes, please do. Um, you know, I have, I have a friend and he wants to, he, he's looking to start a business on his own because, you know, it's just like most people like, I hate my real job, right? I don't really want to be doing my real job. I'm not, I don't like doing my real job. It's a pain in the ass. I hate kissing ass of customers. Um, here's what I really want to do, right? And I, and you know, in, in looking into it, it's like, okay, so what you really want to do is this, but you got to get certain things lined up and in order and you got to go get your permission slip from the state and his concern was like well what if i get all those ducks in a row and then i don't get permission from the state to do it right like i, I don't get the license or i don't get the you know what, whatever it happens to be and i go well do it anyway <laughs> you know my my answer is like why let that stop you you know i i understand his position you know as as far as you know risk um and and not getting that permission but i go like while you're in the process of getting the state's permission, why not just get everything else lined up and start providing the service that you want to provide to people willing to pay for it? You know, just, just do it. There's nothing, there's no one, the state's not going to jump on you this early in the game. If they catch you, you know, because they're not even looking for you. Like you can get away with it for a little while whilst they're going through their process and, you know, and all that. Um, So, and, and one of the things I said, well, you know, if, if you have some of that investment money, that's just like, you know, gains, right. Just, just do it, just put it, put it towards that. Right. And he, he, he would not describe himself as an agorist or even as an anarchist, but I think the advice holds true for, for us as well. That's, you know, if, if, if you're looking for funds to get it done, right, maybe now's the time to get in on the bubble and out before it's too late and then use those gains to to do what you really want, whatever that happens to be. That's what I was thinking. Not necessarily, you know, not necessarily um, what what you were saying, MC, but just just you know, make make your own dreams come true. I guess in an agorist mindset. Your thoughts?
1: Yeah, and a lot of people are doing that just by making up their own crypto coins and uh, crypto scams. My my favorite. Um, crypto expert Fluffy Pony says that there's a lot of people making crypto coins that don't even know they're scammers
0: <laughs> well and and I remember uh, before, before the Bitcoin boom right before it really hit the marketplace one of the big things uh, within I'm going to say the anarchist community and partially the Free State Project which I'm a signer of um, was the uh, proponents of local currencies. And I got in big on that for a while, like not, not buying and selling it, but just the idea behind it, right? Like here's, here's my money and it's worth, you know, this much, and then you can spend it on stuff that I do. Right. Or, you know, in, in a community, get people within that community to accept, you know, the local currency as a way to get away from federal reserve notes and 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 by de facto it makes you like the bank of that currency um and then there was like you know there there was uh i don't know if he was a member of the free state project or just associated with it um who had moved already so he was already in new hampshire and basically like you know did did a bunch of activism and started his own currency and basically like scammed everybody because at the time people go like, oh yeah, you know, we're talking about this and he's the one doing it. You know, I will buy some of his currency as a way to, you know, sh- to, to promote these ideals. Right. Like, you know, um, and, and, the, and it basically never redeemed any of his currency, uh, and then, and then skipped town <laughs> with, Good you know, <laughs> with, with a small amount of cash. It is a great idea it, it, you know it it worked for him um but it burned bridges right like you know he's he's no longer like a welcome member of the community if he ever you know showed his face uh there again so it's not it's something that you have to be mobile about if you're going to do it like that right like here's my crypto you know buy it and then like poof i'm gone i'm here's my new crypto and then no one remembers you from the last one
1: yeah well those people would do that too <laughs> But um, I, w- I wasn't saying good idea for do- doing doing it. I was saying good idea for skipping town. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you know you know he's not gonna be able to pay back. But um, well, that's the cool thing about the you know Bitcoin being decentralized the the way it is is because people put time and well actually more more just energy just raw energy uh, to to mine the Bitcoin so it has uh, some worth to the person that mined it. And. I mean, they might even, if the price dropped in half, they might even want to buy it back if they sold it to you because they they realize how much energy it takes to mine a Bitcoin. So if if the price did drop in half, well, that's as far as it's going to go because they're going to buy it right back. They're going to be like, oh, wow, it's cheap now. I'm going to, yeah, this is a deal.
0: And that was your advice to me years ago was buy, don't mine because it's too expensive to mine individually at this point and it has gotten worse.
1: And so there's another way to do it since there's all these alternate currencies. You can, uh, you can you, there's actually a program you can, you can run and it'll mine whichever cryptocurrency is the most profitable at the moment. And so a lot of people do that. And it just, you know, whatever coin is the most profitable, it, it just automatically cashes it out and uh, buys the cryptocurrency of your choice. Um, okay. So you're always, you know, if you want Bitcoin because you think Bitcoin is the best, uh, then you just mine all the other cryptos. Whatever's spiking at the moment is the most profitable, and then uh, when it dies down, then you know you sell you sell that. Okay. Uh, and it goes goes into your uh, cryptocurrency of choice. So that's that's a good way to mine. Um, yeah. Is it actually you know,
0: viable though at this point? Like, well, are are you saying that it's viable?
1: With, with with all the alternate currencies, yes. So some of okay. them are are. Like I said, whatever, whichever cryptocurrency happens to be the most profitable, right? Like, great right, Actually, for like the last year, I think Ethereum has been like amazing for mining. Okay. Uh, because it's very, it's very high inflation, and the price keeps going up, which is insane. So, right. Like, uh, I think eighteen million more Ethereum are going to be made this year. Okay. So. Eventually, you, you would think, okay, well, with this high rate of inflation, uh, you know, it should, the price should collapse. But it's just so weird. People are just holding on to them. Okay. So the price will always go up as long as there's no, not enough sellers and it's more, more buyers coming in. The reason more buyers are coming in is because the price keeps going up. <laughs> uh, so that's, that's exactly what you look for when you look and say, is this a bubble? Okay. Um, so it is a bubble. Um, is there any actual use for Ethereum and Bitcoin? Sure, there is. Um, but like I said, we're not going to find out uh, what the real worth is of them until we get into a bear market and find out which ones survive and which ones die off.
0: Okay. okay. The, the reason it's, I asked about mining... Them, Go ahead.
1: Uh, some of them have actual uses. Like uh, Some of them are involved in like s- storing information, uh, validating information um you know they have different uh, individual uses for each cryptocurrency and some of them you know the the price might be in a bubble but uh you know even if it goes down to like you know two million from a 100 million um the the cryptocurrency will still function and the the tokens will still allow people to use whatever services they they provide Um, one of them is is supposed to provide a like a GPU acceleration for uh, rendering so if you wanted to render a, like a movie like Pixar or something uh, in the future you'll be able to you know, use their tokens to buy uh, GPU re- resources that other people are you know lending out um, so they can get more tokens um, right so you know what the real value of that is nobody really knows until we get into the bull market because every, everybody's just buying the tokens hoping that Somebody really needs to use that GPU power, you know, like for now. There might be there might be a thousand times more GPU power out there for for rendering than than you know, Hollywood will ever need demand for but it. We won't know. Yeah, we we won't know that until a bear market and we find out, you know, how much they're actually using the GPU power for rendering and how much, you know, they're willing to pay for it on a blockchain.
0: True. And what, what I was saying when I was asking about mining, I want to get back to this real quick, was because at one point, right, I had the, the Bitcoin miner, uh, I had like the, the Litecoin miner, and there was like one more that was not Dogecoin, I'm not going to get back to Dogecoin, but there was like one more that was like fairly significant in the early days. Right. And I let those, you know, I let I left my, I I was renting at the time and electricity was like bundled in. So there was like zero electrical cost for me to just turn on the miners and then walk away from it. And one of the reasons why I, I didn't get any Bitcoin and Litecoin at the time was because I let the miners run for weeks and, you know, spawned nothing. And well, screw this, you know, even though it's free for me, like I'm not giving away free CPU cycles you know, to, to Bitcoin and Litecoin and the other one, uh, to not be paid for it. Right. To, to, to have someone else, you know, randomly generate the coin or the token or whatever you want to call it. And then, you know, they're, they're basically like using my cycles for free. And I remember, do you remember a program called folding at home? Yeah. Okay. I had that. Um, and I, I I used to run that on my PS3 back in the day and I probably still could, um, but one of the cool things about that was, like, it actually tracked how much protein you folded and gave you a score and ranked you amongst, you know, peers and in and, and whatever, you know, if you yeah. wanted to set up, like, a team thing or whatever. But it, you actually saw results, right? Mm-hmm. Like, even though you, even though it wasn't getting paid, it was kind of more of, like, a game scenario where I saw results. I saw, I saw the proteins. Well, I, mean, I saw my score if, go up.
1: If you do want that, there's an easy solution for that, and that's just join any... Uh, pool um well now yes yeah and so yeah i mean it took i guess i don't know i thought by
0: oh did i lose you yep my computer
1: fell asleep but um oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah so any any i think by the time litecoin, litecoin came out i thought the all the pools were already set up for for bitcoin and, and litecoin okay but maybe maybe i'm wrong but that's the way to do it. They give a whole bunch of stats and how much, how much uh, hashes you did and, and uh, what the, the pool did and what the network did. And uh, and with with the pool, it's much better because you do actually get paid out, you know, small fractions of the Bitcoin right. reward. So you don't have to mine a block. You just have to help mine a block, and then uh, you get paid yeah. out. So.
0: And I think at one point I tried to join uh, G-Hash, I think it was called. Um, and my computer like wasn't powerful enough, didn't have the right graphics card, and then it was another one of those like, "I oh, screwed, I give up," you know. Right. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to I'm trying to get involved, people. I'm not tech savvy enough for this, and I'm out. So yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's
1: not for everybody. And my problem is, I actually I set these things up sometimes, and you know it takes me you know, half a day to do it, and then and it then it runs. And then while I was running, I completely forget you know what I did to get it working, and then you know if it stops working, and I just don't have the energy to you know troubleshoot it, yeah, <laughs> so I just give up. But um, yeah, so you know it's 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 kind of like you know gold. You know, if you really want to mine gold, go work for a gold miner. You know, don't you know don't just. <laughs> Think you're gonna go out there dig gold and uh, become rich? Like no, nobody does that. You know, it's the same thing with mining cryptocurrency. You're probably not gonna get rich. Uh, well, but in the early days you could. Gonna...
0: In the early days, it was like, oh okay, yeah, you sure. just turn it on, and, and there wasn't specialized miners and there weren't miner pools. It was just like here's the here's the mining software. Turn it on, just like folding at home, and all of a sudden, you know, bing, something shows up that says like you've mined something except it was it was slow and cumbersome and like i said i didn't get anything after weeks and i i like screw them
1: and if you know, and if you were one of the you know 100 people that were really involved in crypto uh and knew about it uh you know and and, and could actually you know set it up then then you know maybe you'd be rich but mo- actually most of them probably sold early too you know <laughs> well and Every, that, everybody everybody was surprised by this whole thing so it's not it's not like yes uh it's not like um any any there was any uh you know satoshi himself really believed this was going to be worth you know 100 100 billion dollars whatever it is
0: okay well like you know i'm I, again not necessarily complaining just with with the with the new software that you're talking about right if i go okay i'm going to take half a day to set up this software to mine whatever crypto happens to be you know Thing, you know, uh, available and and the best mining opportunity. Like, I better see a ding, and I better see like something show up that says like, "You mine whatever coin." <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, there, you know, I don't, yeah. I don't, because part it'd of be it. It'd
1: be really shit It'd be a really shitty game if it didn't go ding.
0: <laughs> but Bitcoin didn't go ding, right? That's the thing. Right. Like Bitcoin didn't go ding, and it took off. And it took off for the people who had like computer horsepower and then, you know, built, built specialized rigs and bought specialized graphics card and did a whole bunch of shit on the back end because they were tech savvy enough to do it, right? Whereas me, I just want to play, right? Like, you know, I, 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 I'm, I like intramural sports, not competitive sports, right? Like I, 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 I am intrigued by this Bitcoin thing and I just wanted to play with everybody else, right but i wasn't good enough to like score at all and i'm going well you guys are just you know you you guys are setting up like a, a pro team playing you know a high school team kind of a thing where it's like all right and you're not even giving me a chance right like you know where what's my handicap and let's play from there you know but you know i got blown out of the water and then gave up cuz it wasn't even it it lost it lost the luster and the fun by being so goddamn difficult to do anything with but if you're saying this new thing is is easy and will work, then uh, I'm intrigued and I will look into it after the show or when I have some time.
1: I, and I still don't recommend doing it. If you want the stuff, just buy it. It's the best way to do it.
0: Well, and again, you, we're talking about two separate things, right? Because there's there's buy the stuff for the investment, and then there's me who just wants to play and participate, yeah, right? If you,
1: yeah. If you want to do that, yeah, uh, I do. I did. I, I I've always I, I wanted to. I don't. I don't, want, I don't recommend it. Uh, As an hardly, investment, but I I think there's a a program, a website called MinerGate, and they just you know you just run the software on your computer and it automatically mines you know whatever, and it takes care of everything for you. It's the easy. I think it's the easiest one, but I okay. someone told me that they take 10% of your hashes, so you know 10% of your profit they take uh, for providing okay. the, the ease of use service. Good. So you know, look into MinerGate, but there's a lot of people that say no, don't use MinerGate. They're evil. I'm like I I don't know I I just because they charge a service like fee, yeah. Who cares? Yeah, I so I don't know.
0: I pay um, like like I said I just I just want to play and I want to participate and I've never been able to, which is you know one of the reasons why it took me so long to to dip my toe back in. It's like ah screw you guys. A little bit a little bitter on my part. I admit that.
1: Right. All right.
0: Anything else? Crypto.
1: Um. I could talk about it all day long. Okay. Oh my goodness. So, there's one called bitshares, right? I, I remember bitshares. That's what That's why I don't invest in it. Some people told me to invest in it uh I would guess a year a year ago probably. And I I really I wanted to. I was like it was so cheap and I was like, "Man, if I just, you know, put like 10 bitcoins in this, you know, it'll it'll blow up and I I'll, I'll have a million dollars, you know, when it when it finally does catch on." and uh and that's exactly what happened i I didn't buy into it Uh, i kind of regret that it's like it's actually it surpassed monero now it's actually a a billion dollar market cap um i I still don't know how it works i still don't trust them i you know it's just it's just this really bizarre thing to me but um i I had somebody try to explain it to me and they didn't do a good job so it's so it sat there um and I, i i do still Recommend investing that way. Like, if you don't understand it, if it's too complicated, if you know, um, you know, try just don't get burned on something you don't like. So, uh, I like Monero, even if it goes down, I'm still going to be happy with it. It does what I want it to do. Um, you know, I like Bitcoin, it does what it's supposed to do. Um, it has different properties than Monero, um, it's, it's not private, but uh, having a public. Uh, blockchain is is pretty cool for uh, other reasons, you know. Um, if BitShares uh, is
0: the yeah. one I if BitShares is the one I'm thinking of, the reason that I heard about it and thought it would be pretty nifty was to me it seemed like the alternative way to issue stock in like a yeah. company that wasn't on the stock exchange, right? But
1: I don't know how they accomplish that because it's kind of like if they issue paper gold stocks it's like it's still not it's still not gold so like what are they selling you know it doesn't make sense to me so well if if me track something in the real world like they do with you know paper gold or uh yeah i just it's bizarre i i can't i can't figure out like like i had i got on their forum their exchange you know these people are saying oh yeah buy bit shares is going to be awesome and I was like, so explain it to me what I'm getting when I buy this crap with BitShares. You know, besides guess, the actual value of the token, you actually must use the token to to do other things with it. And that's what I, I couldn't figure out. I was like, I don't understand what I'm doing, and nobody could explain it to me. And it's kind of well, the same thing is is uh, I always Steam, looked at which it. I had a problem with.
0: Yeah, it's, we still steam though. We I I still post our stuff on Steam. I'm I'm ready to give it up, but I'm still doing it. Hellbent. Um I guess the way I looked at Bitshares at the time was like um uh, this is probably not exactly how it works, but like let's say me and you MC started our own lemonade stand, right? The the anarchist experienced lemonade stand. We're like, "Oh shit, man, we need like investment money to like, you know, go buy the supplies, to build the stand and buy the lemons." Sure. And then because we are because I, we're anarchists
1: to do that. I could just make I could just make a token, like all these ICOs, that, you know, initial coin offerings, and say those are my shares, you know. Yeah, and you if, could. And if I happen to make a whole bunch of cash, then I'll buy the shares back because that's you know what a good business would do. They would, you know, right. So they make their tokens worth even more when they start buying them back. I'm you know? not going to disagree if I don't with you. Make enough, don't make enough money, then I fold and say, hey, keep the tokens. You know, it didn't work. <laughs> right.
0: I'm I'm not going to disagree with you. However there's there's something to be said uh about not reinventing the wheel right and i i don't i'm with you in which in 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 my entrepreneurial mind i go why would i pay someone else to do this i'll just do this on my own right but at the same time if if someone else has it already right like why create your own token when bit shares are out there number one right and if your company folds um, because and you had your own coins issued and, and people are left stranded right whereas if they had bit shares they can be easily you know converted to shares of uh of other companies or whatever because it's still on it's still a bit share right then there's there's less risk from investors and therefore you might be have an easier chance selling your shares than if you just issued your own token I see it both ways okay. i'm not i'm not saying it's good or bad or whatever but i i, I see it both ways like and again because it's you know I, I look at it from an anarchist and agorist perspective i go well rather than uh uh you know a stock stock offering on the you know an ipo right you do the ico uh or or through bit shares and it's it just keeps it more localized and more underground and and less intruded on by the state and those people
1: sure okay um. So my advice still stands. If, if it's too complicated, if it doesn't make sense, don't put your money in it. Don't because uh, when the price drops, and it will eventually, uh, those doubts will make you sell at a loss, and and then then you're gonna be at a loss. I don't want you to be at a loss. I want you to win. So that's my story. All
0: Sticking right. to it. Take it from MC. Um, uh, one one thing that I wanted to get into, if we. Before we do the the regular articles here, and it, it's it's a pain that we have to cover this, uh, or well, let me say that it's a pain that I have to cover this again, because I think a lot of people seem to be missing the point. Um, now, let me let me preface this, but the reason I'm bringing this up again is because I've been bored recently, um, and the reason I've been bored recently is because, like I said, you know, you know, this MC, my my son is in town for a little bit, um, so I've been, you know doing things that he wants to do uh which means less of the things that i would normally do on a regular basis um so when he's doing his thing and you know we're not doing like an us thing i still like to hang out with him a little bit you know just just to be around since i'm usually not around um, which has given me ample time to read through the garbage on facebook uh and and what i'm seeing now is, I don't want to call it like a rift. I'm going to call it a rift. It's like, it's a rift, but it's something that has, has been, I'm going to say a plague of the left libertarians. And now it's extending out to the, you know, the, the right libertarians. And that is the, the libertarian plus positions or, you know, and, and for, for those who, who, or I guess, new to the show, I use libertarian anarchist, uh, anarcho-capitalist and those things, voluntarist. Um, I use those interchangeably because for me at the core, they're all the same. Um, and I, and I distinguish other things that are, that are dissimilar. So the, the, the left libertarians, the, the right libertarians, left anarchists, right anarchists, uh, pretty much the, the same idea, just different terminology. If, if that's confusing you. And one of the things that has always uh, been a plague to me in looking at, uh, the, the left libertarian positions and ideologies is the idea of the, the libertarian plus position. And that is that libertarianism or anarchism in general, uh, is a very, is a very narrow set of beliefs, right? Um, for, for me, uh, and, you know, the, 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 term anarchist as it, as it is, or anarchy just means no rulers, right? You know, it, it has no connotations beyond that. Um, but the implication is that, you know, we need to end the state because the state is the de facto people of society claiming to be their rulers over you, telling you what you can and cannot do with your property and your life and, and, and so on. So, and, end that, uh, and, and you'll be in a de facto state of anarchy. Um, and then I personally hyphenate with the capitalist because I personally believe um, that it, in absence of the state, right the capitalist economic structure uh, will will rise up and and you know be the dominant economic system in that stateless world. And I believe it and I personally believe that it is the the best way to organize, uh, the the free market economy. Um, and so what I mean by the, the libertarian plus position is anything that goes beyond that uh, idea of, of non-aggression and voluntary interaction. right. And so from the left, uh, from, from the left libertarian position, it's all about uh, compassion and and what we must do as libertarians, right? Uh, above and beyond not aggress and, and interact voluntarily. It's, it's how do, how do, how do we behave, uh, in society, uh, with each other? Like, you know, the, the, the compassionate side, the, the, the liberal aspects of it. Um, and it's always crept in, right? So one of the reasons why, you know, I, I, uh, I'm okay with, you know, free market, uh, economics, but I'm, I, I, and I'm okay with the, some of the ideas of like mutualism, um, and, and, and market, uh, market anarchy. Um, even though I, I, you know, again, we, we've talked in the past about how it's just a a conflation of terms, which separates them from true, uh, anarcho capitalism, in my opinion. And it's always like crept in. I go, well, okay, it's okay to have those beliefs, right? But those are not core to the ideals of anarchy. Those are not core to the ideals of, of libertarianism. Um, so I reject, you know, left libertarianism as a, as a, as a concept worth following, I guess, or a belief system or an ideal worth striving for, right? Because I don't care what happens, you know, to, to the, the vast number of people once we end the state. Right, it's not my job, not my responsibility, not my concern. Right, and so for for a while, right, the the term for that was like you know brutalist, brutalism. You know, you're you're far right, uh, libertarian or anarchist or or on that side of the spectrum because you have no compassion for human suffering and human decency and and you know look at you, you just want to all you want to do is like end the state and you don't even care what happens uh, after that. I go, no, I don't, because I I have faith. Uh, that a free market a capitalist economy will rise and you know those things will get taken care of you know and and because you care right because you value those ideals you will be the one leading the charge to make sure that you know that those people and those groups and 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 everyone uh less uh what was it less fortunate will be taken care of um and I, and, and that was like my issue with the left And then now the right, the the libertarian right is starting to creep with that nonsense where it used to be like, you know, at at least for me, uh, uh, I'm going to call it a safe space, right? Uh, Where we didn't need to discuss what happens beyond the non-aggression principle, what happens beyond uh, voluntary interactions, what happens beyond the end of the state, right? We just go like, well, everyone will faction off and that'll be it but that's not what we focus on. We don't, we don't, we don't need to talk about that. And now the right is creeping in with, you know, conservative values and conservative traditions and a whole bunch of, you know, uh, what seems to be nationalistic nonsense, uh, as far as, you know, the libertarian debate. And so I need to, I personally need to put this out there and clarify again, right. That it would be, that would be considered a libertarian plus position right? It has nothing to do with, with non-aggression It has nothing to do with voluntarism uh, and, and how human beings interact with one another. That is like, that is your personal belief system on how you would organize your individual life. Right. And, and does not need to be like entered into uh, the realm of, of anarchy or libertarianism or voluntarism or anything like that. That's just that that's where you would faction off right you would have your own little you know private commune of of right libertarians and right anarchists who who have those set of values and you would be walled off uh from the rest of you know the the rest of society and and those leaning to the left or the centrist or whatever um and i just i just it 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 bothers me that that stuff creeps into the debate right where where to to be a libertarian, to be a right libertarian, uh, not only must you agree to with the, the non-aggression principle and not only must you agree with voluntary interactions, uh, amongst consenting human beings, uh, but no, now you must also value the same values, uh, as, as others in this, on this side of the spectrum. Um, and again, I, I go like, well, you know, not my tribe then, right? Because where, whereas I'm, you know, uh, wholeheartedly for the most part, uh partheartedly uh, against a lot of the ideals of the left um some of the things they say make sense to me right some of the, some of the way some of the things that uh, and ways they would choose to organize i go yeah i'd be down with that and some of the things that the the right says the the right libertarians say you know like how they would organize i go like well i don't know that doesn't i i don't think i would do that right like you know i i i i don't share those values and i don't share all the values from each side. Um, but I share some, right. Does that make me like a centrist and a centrist anarchist? Uh, you know, I just, I don't, I don't know. And I don't, I don't, I don't like the the conflation, but at the same time, you know, I, I think I've been relatively consistent in saying, you know, here and in person that it's, it's about the non-aggression principle. It's about the, the voluntary interactions amongst consenting adults. Um, and that I don't I don't place uh, my values above and beyond any of that, uh, and and when when people in higher positions with higher voices or bigger voices and larger influence uh, start to insert their personal values uh, into libertarianism, I, I go well, especially coming from the right, which you know has been relatively consistent in avoiding that up until this point. Uh, it was like a lefty thing to do, right? You know, uh, so when the, when the right starts to do it, um, I go, well, son of a bitch, you know, now we've got a problem there too. Uh, and I just wanted to, to vent that and voice that out. Uh, is as far as, you know, the, the libertarian position, um, l- let's keep personal values, cultural values, national values, uh, out of that, de- out of that, out of that realm, out of that debate. Uh, focus on, end the state, and then go faction off wherever you want to be. Now, your thoughts, MC?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um,
0: was I clear? I Did that make sense? I rambled.
1: Yeah, it it, it does. Uh, it was a little bit rambly, but that's what we do. Um, About ending, I mean – we always go back to this conversation about you know and ending the state and and how do you do it it's like uh uh i don't know it's it's one of the things i i'm definitely i I don't even i don't even like saying end the state anymore just it's better just to do kind of what you're doing and just pretend it doesn't exist as best you can and try not to interact with it as much as you can um because
0: but i would still advocate I think for you, its extinction.
1: Sure. Right. Yeah, I,
0: do the d- do what you're saying as a tactic uh to to uh, enable more freedom in your life. Um however, let's not lose sight of the the ultimate end goal, you know, which is 100% absolute complete liberty and freedom uh for all of creation forever.
1: Yeah, and so and me yeah, i would put that in the same category is as uh you know the the leftist utopia you know, but there's no money, and you know it's like never gonna happen you know <laughs> so, yes um so i that that's that's the way I feel about it, and so don't wait, do whatever you can now, and just uh you know keep keep that in mind Because um, a lot of people you know were facebook warriors and we end up talking and hypothesizing and and rambling about uh what we think is right but if we're not doing anything about it um then that's that's the problem so it's easy it's easy to it's easy to you know be on a podcast and say oh yeah uh we don't like the state but it's harder to actually uh harder to get get rid of it and get it out of your life so um yeah that's my thoughts
0: which is which is why i'm a big fan of like agorism um uh, it, it because it's it's a practical application to to remove the state from one more aspect of your life yeah. right and so i was gonna,
1: I was go gonna ahead. mention something earlier <laughs> you briefly mentioned uh um oh well, shoot what was it uh about waiting if you if you you know trying to start a business and trying to oh using your investment money yeah yeah just using your okay so using your investment money but i just wanted to bring this up because so the state in in hawaii uh they they legalize these uh dispensary dispensaries for marijuana and and but they they didn't allow them to dispense any yet because they don't have a, a testing lab to test their product before they sell it and so I was just like, if I was this dispensary, I would just start selling it and be like, well, yeah, you don't, you don't have, uh, I mean, they'd have to get a warrant to come in and bust them at least. Right. I mean, they're not, they're not making any money at the moment. They're losing a hundred grand a month on, you know, employees and the, their building and, you know, air conditioning, you know, all that stuff, a hundred grand a month they're, they're losing while they're not selling anything. Um, so what would be worse, uh, you know, get, you know, getting your office rated, uh, you know, maybe, or, or just, you know, losing a hundred grand a month. So I don't know. I, I think they should just start selling whatever they have. I don't really care what quality it is. If people like it, let them have it. And if people don't like it, then they they should grow their own or whatever. So,
0: or vertically integrate, right. And, and be the testing lab too. Right. Where Where's the dispensary yeah, with the investment money to like if you're losing a hundred grand a month, right get some investors to build the testing lab and then you you will be the testing for I'm, the- quality control I'm sure the they're world. all working
1: on that, but the the state hasn't granted any testing lab authority to test, so it's like they put them in a in a bad situation where we're like, well, we're dragging our feet. You know, we said we legalized it, but it's not really legal because we, you know, we have to test it, and but we're not gonna we're not gonna tell you which lab we you can test. And so I said, just do it. Just say it's tested. Yeah. Say this is what it is, and start selling. Like, I, it's just really bizarre to me. Um, well, that was
0: one of the issues that came up early on across the board where where, where marijuana and other drugs like first started becoming legal. Right, they they decriminalized like the purchase of it, right? Like, okay, you you can possess marijuana, you can buy marijuana. However, it's illegal to sell. So, so the mm-hmm. sellers were breaking the law, but the buyers had no qualms, right? You know, right? Like, one, once you made the purchase, like it's yours, you can have it. But you know, the guy you bought it from, man, he's in trouble. So make sure you have a backup. Uh, you know, and, and and that took some time to hash out, I guess. Uh, the, 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 the legalities of buying and selling drugs, uh, as opposed to just like a one way street. So yeah, what you're saying, you know, what you're saying now is similar, uh, in that, you know, it's, it's legal, to, it's legal to sell, um, but it has to be tested. So you gotta like, yeah, t- it's only legal to sell tested stuff and there's no testing facility. So, you know, what do you do? Just do it. Just do it. Just get out there and do it. And going, going back to the, the agorism point that I was making earlier is, you know, agorism is, is the practical application of, of the anarchist philosophy, in my opinion. I keep saying that because it's true. Like, you, you can think whatever you want. And there are people out there like, you know, the hard, the hard right, right? The hard right anarchists, the hard right libertarians who go like, well, agorism doesn't work on a large scale right because you know it, even though i don't have heroes but if i had heroes he would be my hero uh you know rothbard points out that uh no agorist would voluntarily be like you know the worker in the factory and to have large scale uh, to have large scale anarcho-capitalism you need you know willing workers to be in the factory and that and that was like uh the debunking of agorism as you know as, as viable right and I go, well oh, oh, I thought it was silly and that's you know again which is so why I don't Somebody have to does hear
1: this. somebody does want to be the worker in the factory.
0: You would think, right? But so, but that
1: Somebody so I, I wanted to get into uh this this idea too, the uh the uh basic uh, universal basic income.
0: Oh Jesus. Okay, I, go which, for it.
1: Which I'm still I'm still not totally against, but I, I want to share some and I'm still I'm still 100% negative. against. negative things about it so and this is just experience from from life um when i was in college there was this guy who was in my electronics class with me um you know learning how to build radios or whatever and he his job was working in a in a chicken factory and so he was cleaning chickens all day and he said that was a horrible horrible job like absolutely disgusting doesn't want to do it, it's, you know, I, I can't imagine, I, I worked at Taco Bell, you know, I thought, I thought that was great, you know, compared to working in a chicken factory, right? Absolutely. So maybe, maybe the chicken factory pays a little bit more than Taco Bell. I don't know. I don't think it would be worth it. I I can't imagine anybody wanting, you know, say wanting, but doing it. I mean, holy cow, you know, it could be like Napoleon Dynamite
0: where you get paid in eggs for lunch.
1: Right. And so, and so along comes, you know, UBI, that pays, you know, close to equivalent to what, you know, the poor sucker is, you know, cleaning chickens all day. Um, now he doesn't have to clean chickens anymore. So who's going to clean chickens? Yeah, who's going to clean chickens? So at at the moment, present day, we're actually importing chickens from China, which is absolutely insane, uh, you know, that we can't produce chickens in the U.S. because it's cheaper to import them from china you know all the way across the world like this it doesn't make sense right so hey california um,
0: avocados are cheaper than hawaii avocados just saying <laughs>
1: right i mean i can understand that a little but bit, buy
0: local but, to support your local economy
1: well I'm, I'm not even saying that i'm just saying like the, the no, extra saying, transportation yeah the extra transportation cost should negate the 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 need to import from china you know It should be cheap enough in the U.S., you know, continental U.S. to buy stuff in the continental U.S. at least, at least food. Um, So, if if there was UBI, nothing would get done here if it could be done cheaper elsewhere. Um, So that might may or may not be a bad thing. You know, nobody in the U.S. wants to clean chickens; let the Chinese do it for us, right? Well, I think that's true across the board. Without UBI, yeah, yeah, even without it. So a lot of these are. Or parallels, you know. Right. Um so, you know, let let the Chinese do it, you know, we'll have UBI here and and any you know, anything that doesn't reach a, a certain threshold of of, of uh, payment, um, then we'll just outsource it. You know, as long as the Chinese are taking our dollars, then they'll get to do all the crappy work that we don't want to do. And, you know, who long who knows how long that would go on for. Um so I'll extend that out a little bit further. What if the whole world had a UBI? Well nobody would have chicken, right?
0: Well, the 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 cost the, the, cost, the cost to would the go up. the cost would go up. It would have to
1: So the cost would go up to a point where somebody would do it. Right. So that's why I'm not that's why I'm not totally against uh UBI because the cost would go up. Somebody would say, hey, I'll clean that chicken for you, and it'll make me, you know, more money than the UBI will. So I'll just, you know, do that. I'll have extra cash, and I'll buy the, you know, the the next-generation iPhone instead of, you know, having the, the bare minimum. Right, um, but
0: the price of chicken would go up with it because the cost increased.
1: Right. So the price of chicken goes up. But if the price of chicken went up high enough, then somebody would invent, like, an automatic chicken cleaner or something, and then people wouldn't have to do it at all. So... In, in the long run run uh i think you, with the ubi the economy would take if if it was you know basically free the free market would still take care of all the problems that a ubi would would inject um it it might take a really long time to get there and it might cause uh you know more problems than it's worth and that's that's kind of why i I'd, I'd rather just have i'd rather have no state than a ubi but um if i could i i still say that if if i could tease people with the ubi to get rid of all the other things the state does including war uh then i would entertain that because um yeah my biggest issue is i am I'm, I'm against the wars and the 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 military industrial complex it's just it's disgusting and uh you know i i think the us could have a, a lot of things that they want if they weren't paying for dropping bombs on brown people and they just, they don't realize it. They, they have no clue how much, how expensive that really is.
0: Well, but, and, and that's one of the talking points of the left, right? They go like, look, look how much the war machine is and look how many people are starving. If it would just stop yeah. the war machine, we could feed all these people.
1: Except whenever the left gets in power, they don't dismantle the war machine. The Same True. thing is, is the is the the right. Every time they get in power, they they don't dismantle uh, Obamacare. So, um, you know, it's <laughs> the state just keeps getting bigger uh, and more powerful and sucking everybody else in. So that's so that's why that's why I, I talk about UBI. I don't, I don't really care if UBI happens or not. I'm going I'm okay. to do my own thing, and that's. That's that's what I'm gonna do. But I, I like to tease these ideas, tease tease it to the left, say, look, this is what you really want. It's gonna, you know, raise the price of chicken astronomically until you know Until your UBI
0: can't afford it anymore anyway. Yeah.
1: Well yeah, and well, until until the price of chicken gets high enough that somebody invents a better way of making chicken. You know, and so you might be, you know, for 10 years, you might not have chicken because it's just too damn expensive or you have to clean your own fucking chicken. I don't know. (laughs) Right. Nobody would voluntarily clean chicken if they didn't, if they didn't really need the money.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. And I, I think that's true across the board for most work that people do. Right. Like when I, I, I didn't work at Taco Bell, sure, but I worked but, at a restaurant and I still do. And my buddy once asked me, he said, you know, why do you work here? Uh, cause I can't grow my own food. <laughs> right. Like, you know, but everyone yeah, that but wakes up in the morning and goes to work also, and hates their job does so because it's, you know, it's, it's the way to survive.
1: You would voluntarily do enough. it. You're not desperate enough that you're, uh you know, m- moving to the country and, you know, butchering animals, which, you know, to me, I, I would never do that, but, yeah, um, but it-, it probably pays more than you're making now. I don't know. Yeah. But it's,
0: it's also, it, it was also true, you know, during, uh, during, I'm going to say the heyday of industrialism, right. Where, where factory workers migrated, right. To, to areas of the country that were hiring factory workers, right? Oh my God, I lost my job doing, you know, doing this. Uh, the only other place that I can get hired with the skill set that I do is across the country. Uh, sorry, honey kids, you know, pack up the truck. Uh, we're, you know, we're, we're going to Detroit, uh, kind of a thing. And that's just what it is like. You're correct that I'm not desperate enough to do that. Um, but part of that for me is because I, I have a, I have a I have a wide array of skill sets that can be applied, you know, locally in just about any field I want. Um, exactly. If there's a willing person to hire me, like I my, my 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 abilities are not narrowly focused where I need to move to where the the latest uh, farm job is located. Right. If if I was you know if if I was uh, a Mexican coming over the border and I couldn't speak English and I couldn't do and I didn't have the the skill sets that I did, right. But but damn, I can pick fruit right? Like, like you wouldn't believe, um, it would behoove me if one, if one fruit farm shut down for prices or regulations or whatever, uh, to migrate to, to the next one, right? Rather than stay in that area and try to do something else, you just go where the jobs are. And yeah, if I wanted to, right, there, there was a period of time where because of the, was it the mining or the oil or something in North Dakota that in order to compete with those jobs, uh, and stay competitive. Walmart was given, you know, entry level, like $17 an hour, you know? And I, and, you know, at that time, you know, a Walmart retail here locally was less than half of that. Um, you know, as far as pay. So you can say like, well, man, if, if you're a Walmart employee, right, you know, save up those pennies and get transferred to North Dakota and start making 17, $18 an hour instead of what you're making here, you know, locally, wherever you happen to be at that time for us, it's Hawaii. Right, if if you're a retail employee, you know, sucking it up at your low-paying retail sales job, right, move to North Dakota, get a job at Walmart because, damn, that's where the money's at because they, you know, to to be competitive with other industry in the area, they were forced to pay out big bucks. MC?
1: All right, well, I'm out of ideas. You want to go over the topics on the... Facebook uh, list or. And how are we doing on time? On I think, well, Okay, I, I'll, I think we're about, about there, but um up to you. Okay,
0: uh, I will read the headlines for UMC then. And then if, if there's one, if there's one you want to get into, uh, we, we can and go over time. Uh, otherwise we'll just read the headlines and that'd be it. Headline a uh, point. Net neutrality, bad for consumers. Headline. Single payer for food, shelter, clothing, and transportation. Headline, natural law, libertarianism, and the pursuit of justice. Headline, three questions you're never supposed to ask after a terrorist attack. Headline, overpopulation hoax. Uh, Headline, marijuana licensing. And finally, headline, don't cry for the Paris Agreement.
1: Well, I'm not crying over the Paris Agreement. Uh, we already got into marijuana licensing a little, little bit, and yeah, it's overdone, overpopulation hoax. Um, well, actually, the global warming has uh, been really good for humans so far, so we'll just move on. Um, Although I read a scare this used. morning.
0: I read. I read a scare this morning that melting ice is releasing diseases uh, that the human population oh, yeah. is not prepared for. Did you see that one? <laughs>
1: Okay, bring it on. Bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> just bring it, disease. Know, and, the, and there's governments, you know, trying to create diseases to wipe out humanity, too. So, you know, whatever. <laughs> I mean. All right. Moving on. You know, it's probably the government is going to release the the, vir- the deadly uh, virus and, and just blame it on melting ice caps.
0: It's the Umbrella Corporation.
1: Okay. It, no, it's Al Gore. Okay. <laughs>
0: Okay. And anything so, to prove um, his point.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> he needs more houses. Um, three questions you're never supposed to ask after a terrorist attack. Um, I I don't know. Do you want to get into that? What What am I not supposed to ask? All right, here we go.
0: Three questions you're never supposed to ask after a terrorist attack. Well, no. This it's this is from where's this from? Uh, blacklisted news. In a world where defense budgets are astronomical and wars of occupation and destabilization never end, political leaders in the UK and in Europe want you to accept street-level terror as the new everyday normal. The attacks are unstoppable, they say, and the world must embrace this hopelessness with faith that the government is doing all it can to create a better, safer world. Run, hide, and call the authorities, for you are helpless in this reality, so they say. But who creates and sustains this reality? Uh, Terrorism is defined as the use of violence in pursuit of political aims. And as politicians respond to terrorism by holding news conferences, posing, grandstanding, eulogizing, weeping for the cameras, applauding first responders and proposing legislation, so many of the important questions which can help guide us out of such a gloomy future are going unasked and unanswered. Many of these questions are always the same for any of these attacks, be it London attacks, Manchester, Orlando, the Boston Marathon, 7-7 or 9-11... Here are three things we should always ask about Islamic terror, all of which are fair questions for any of the major terror attacks happening in Western nations. Question number one. In what ways do Western governments contribute to the problem of Islamic terror? The media wants to believe that this type of terror is unrelated to government policies and actions, thus attempting to divorce them from the greater context of geopolitics and a decades-long push towards globalist world government. But how do Western governments contribute to the problem of terrorism? Do never-ending occupations of Middle Eastern countries and wrecking of stable nations contribute to terrorism? Does supplying arms and financial support to known terrorist organizations make attacks in Western nations more likely? Does bombing infrastructure, hospitals, and civilians in foreign foreign nations play a role? Does promoting and supporting the massive influx of Middle Eastern and African migrants into Western nations have an effect? Does permitting known radicals and other terror watchlists to operate freely in the West make it more likely that events like the London Bridge attack will occur? Does preventing and punishing people for speaking out in defense of their own nation and customs contribute to the situation? Question number two. How does government benefit from the reaction to the problem? Terror creates fear, insecurity, panic, uncertainty, chaos, anger, hatred, and irrationality, and none are more easily lorded over than those living in terror. Historically, governments make exceptional gains in power and authority when when their citizens are psychologically abused. Question number three. What is the pre-packaged government solution to the problem? In the case of the London Bridge attack, the very next day, UK Prime Minister Theresa May called for the government regulation of the internet, a demand which has now been echoed by wise politicians and pundits. But this measure was already been floating, floated. Now it's just receiving a dramatic push for it to gain popularity. Whether it is the Patriot attack, the pre-planned invasion of Afghanistan. Calls to restrict the Second Amendment, the greater government surveillance, increased spending on war and police state security measures, the detainment of innocent people, and tortured detainees, the government always has a solution in place before an attack happens. Final thoughts? Accepting terror as the norm is absolutely unacceptable and must be totally rejected by people who wish to live in peace and prosperity, which will forever remain impossible while government is allowed to contribute and benefit from terror. Uh, Your thoughts, MC, on the three questions.
1: My thoughts are: I'm actually shocked that there hasn't been a lot more attacks, especially in, in Europe. Um, I don't know. It just, <laughs> I just I watched a movie. Uh, oh man, I can't remember the name of it. But anyway, where the guy is uh, the siege delivering, oh delivering weapons. He's he's a U.S. contractor delivering weapons, you know, throughout the the Middle East to Iraq. Lord um, of War. Yeah, I think that was it, yeah, kind of halfway comedy movie. No. And Huh?
0: I didn't I I don't remember Lord of War being a comedy, but go on.
1: Well, well Okay. Um had comedians in it? Is that more accurate? I don't know.
0: Anyway, uh just continue cuz I don't I I don't remember who's in it. It was like I think it was Nicolas Cage was the main character.
1: Okay, not Nicolas. Okay, so there was another movie similar to Lord of War. It had a different name. Okay. Um But, yeah, delivering, you know, he's uh, two two guys delivering uh, weapons across all all the borders, and uh, everything they're doing is illegal, but, you know, they do it anyway, and they ended up driving a truck full of ammunition to Iraq themselves and uh, getting shot at and all this stuff. And, yeah, it's just – Um, I, I can't believe that because it's, it's all connected over there. Like I can't believe more people aren't, uh, just going to the countries that are bombing them. And I mean, I I understand why it doesn't happen in the U S as much, just because we're, we're harder to get to. You got to cross the ocean. Right. Um,
0: there's, there's a geographical defense system in place.
1: So, but as far as Europe, I'm I'm actually surprised um, at the amount that the fighting stays in Syria, stays in Iraq, you know. It's, it spills out, but not as much as I thought it would, so I don't know. I don't know, like, maybe they have some, you know, grand plan, and that's what I keep thinking, but you know what, it, it's, I think it's more incompetence and just the the military industrial complex um feeding on itself feeding on taxpayers um and that's why it doesn't stop
0: well if i had to posit a theory you know just thinking about what you just said um the reason it may not happen more is because it's it may be difficult to go on the offensive when you're constantly playing defense for decades right you, you, you um, as as a citizen I mean, of go ahead
1: like with like with the refugees and stuff you know that why why aren't they the vast majority of refugees are peaceful people i'm I'm actually surprised by that i'm surprised that more people haven't you know claimed to be a peaceful refugee and then and then you know attacked people in in germany and and uh norway or netherlands or wherever um so yeah, it's
0: well. That's the big fear here, right? That's why we can't let any Muslims in, right? Don't let, let any of them in because you know one or two might be bad and blow something up. But no one, no one asked like you know question number one. Why would they do that? Right? What, what's the motivation behind that? Uh, well, it's probably because you bombed their you know family, child, children, hospitals, yeah. schools, retail establishments. So my, my,
1: my answer to that would. be, you know, to be, you know, bring out the status in me would be, okay. We'll 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 ban everybody from the Middle East for ten years, but but we're gonna stop bombing everybody for ten years too. <laughs> okay.
0: Let 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 it like, settle. And, and that,
1: and then and then see what happens after ten years. I mean, just, I'm sure the people in the Middle East are gonna find new enemies. You know, it's like it's like. But if know, one guy just,
0: slips just, through, we're blowing it to glass.
1: Yeah. Russia's been fighting, you know, used to be fighting them for a really long time. And so now, and now, what, why do we have to now? You know, it's like, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm with you. Maybe maybe our government really is being controlled by Russia. And Russia's like, you, you must attack the brown people.
0: Wouldn't that be something? Like the, the scourge of communism actually worked? subversively there's,
1: there's there's some people that believe that conspiracy theory is true and that they uh they hacked our education system and they you know they they have it down to a science of uh you know how how many kids they need to uh brainwash um to to make a successful change in in, in political outcomes so maybe it's already happened
0: interesting theory
1: anything send else your kids to public schools
0: yeah please don't I mean, I, I, he doesn't go on Facebook very often anymore, but now that he's here, anytime like a public school, uh, anti-public school post pops up, I just show him my phone, like, read this dummy. (laughs) He's like, is that really true? Like, oh, you know, uh, I don't know if I shared this the other day, but you know what he asked me the other day? He asked me if I've ever heard of like PETA, like, you know, the, the, the animal rights organization. Okay, And then I said, yeah, I have. And he said, you know what they do? I went, kill animals. And he was like, what? I'm like, PETA kills animals. He goes, no. I go, yes. And then he pulled up, you know, like the Wikipedia for PETA. And it's like, you know, people for the ethical treatment of animals, dad. I was like, well, yeah, that's what it says, right? But you didn't ask me what it stood for. You asked me what they do. (laughs) Yeah. So then I pulled up, you know, the, like the, the PETA kill percentage, right? Like how, how many animals PETA euthanizes, you know? And I went here, read this instead, you know, he was like, why would they do that? I don't, I don't know why they do it. Right. But I think the point here is not to believe, you know, that whatever it says is actually what they do. Right. You know, sometimes the name of the organization is different from what the actual, what the organization actually does. I think that's a lesson you should take with you.
1: Right on. All
0: right. Anything else?
1: Nope. That's about it.
0: All right. Let's wrap this baby up then. Uh, that'll do it for us, people. You know where to find us, anarchistexperience.com, facebook.com slash anarchistexperience. If you want to get in on the discussion and have a, a more in-depth discussion uh, on the on the articles we talk about it for our show prep, uh, we do that in Facebook groups, facebook.com slash groups slash anarchistexperience. And if you want to contribute financially to the show, even though we don't do live anymore and you have to, like, download the podcast and listen to me talk later, uh, you can do that through Patreon, patreon.com slash Experience. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll talk to you all next week. Peace.